0: The dominoes keep falling in the free agent market. Garrett Cole, Madison Bumgarner, and Anthony Rendon all signed during the winter meetings last week. We break down those signings and look to what's next on today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld, I've got the whole Stitches panel with me here today to talk all things winter meetings. It was a crazy week. We saw some of the biggest names come off the board in the free agent market. Garrett Cole, Anthony Rendon, some trades, lots of things to go over. But first, let me introduce you to the whole Stitches panel. Starting with my man Robert Stangler. Robert, we uh, got your audio fixed this week, man. You're you're rocking and rolling.
1: Yeah, I think I sound very professional
0: now. Yeah. You always sounded professional. There's no mm, knock against your professionalism. I don't know. Let's, You're one of the not, more polished guys out Let's not get too there. hasty.
1: Let's not get too hasty. <laughs> uh,
0: going to a guy who is uh, expertly polished, my man Noah Manderfell. Well, actually my brother, but what's up, man?
2: Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm back in Northfield, Minnesota for a couple days. Actually, Robert's right down the hallway from me. I could open the door and say hello to him. I'm not going to do that, though. But Don't. <laughs> yeah, we just got the audio f- issues
0: fi- fixed, so do not go and say hi to him. <laughs> and then uh, Nick Budig, who is stranded up in uh, Moorhead under another three feet of snow. What's up?
3: You know, it's actually it's actually been warm up here. We've been up to like five degrees today. Got to go outside, <laughs> see some people for once.
0: Yep, sounds warm. <laughs> saw some people, saw some sunlight. Yeah, you know, got a little bit of tan. Yeah, sounds pretty normal. Love it. All right, well, like I said, guys, we got a lot to, get, to go over, um, but before we do that, just want to remind you we're on all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. You can send your questions to thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook for all of our newest content. We had some great breakdown videos of some of the biggest free agent signings in the last two weeks, so make sure you're liking us on Facebook to get all that newest content. And then you can also follow us on Twitter, where you can get some of the similar content in tweet form. So that's at, at Pod. That's at Pod on Twitter. And make sure to share with your friends. If you like the podcast, drop a like on your preferred podcast platform. We'd uh, really appreciate it. All right, guys. Name game, and then we'll jump into the show. How's that? Sounds, Sounds good. Uh, first, let's do a little shout-out to our guy, Zach Hiring, State Farm in Moorhead. We'll have an ad from him in the middle of the show. He is sponsoring all of our shows. Uh, through the end of no- February. So uh, give our man Zach Hiring some love on Facebook, and uh, we appreciate him sponsoring the show. All right. Name game this week. I had to come up with something a little more seasonal. Hmm. So I came up with this name Sandy Claus. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Sandy Claus. I like that. A Blue Jays second baseman. A young blue jay second baseman. Sandy Claus. Noah, you're up, man.
2: That's just too close. No. Okay.
3: <laughs> Nick? Um Canada. Close to the North Pole. No. What?
0: Alright. That I don't know if those two
3: things have anything to do with each other, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robert, man, it's up to you. Yeah, Nick on. and Noah say no.
1: I'm going to make it a true trifecta. I'm going to say no as well. Wow. All right, so we got three no's. Yeah, you know. Three no's on the baseball nah.
0: player front. And Let's for those who are host. just listening in, this game, every week I throw out a name, a player that either is or isn't a real baseball player, and the uh, panel has to guess if it is. So at the end of the show, I will reveal if Sandy Claus is indeed a baseball <clears throat> player. All right. Guys, the big kahuna is gone. Garrett Cole to the Yankees. The big bad Yankees are big bad again. Nine years, $324 million. That's about $36 million per year, essentially tying Mike Trout for the most average money per year and breaking the pitcher record for most money every year. And the Yankees just keep getting better. And as most of our listeners know, Twins fans, the Yankees are hard to beat. They're going to be probably the favorites in the American League As Noah said in our Facebook video last week, they're probably the favorites in 2020, overtaking the Astros, now that Garrett Garrett Cole's heading this rotation. Noah, I want to turn it to you, because you did make that video for our Facebook page, and you had some good points to make. How does this change the dynamic for the American League and for
2: the Yankees, having a guy like Garrett Cole, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now? Well, Garrett Cole pitching in two games in a series, maybe even three if you want to go there, makes... A huge difference, especially when you pair Luis Severino with him. And last year, when the Astros took on the Yankees, I think if Garrett Cole were to take off his Astro uniform, put on a Yankee uniform, the Yankees win that series in six. I think that's the difference that he makes. And now you add what is a great Yankees lineup. I mean, you've got LeMahieu, Judge, LeBar Torres, Stanton, Sanchez, one through nine. It's just loaded. And then you go to that rotation, which was always their Achilles heel, and you add Cole, Paxton, Severino, and Tanaka. And I know some of those can be a little bit iffy, but when they're on their best, they can be really good. And you add that bullpen, that it's lights out. This is one of the most complete teams in not just the American League, but the major leagues. I think the Yankees are the favorite over the Astros, and Garrett Cole uh, pitching in a postseason series will be really, really fun to watch. I completely agree Robert, sometimes you are kind of the Yankee hater here. I don't
0: want to call you that, but sometimes you kind of just have a thing against the Yankees. Do you disagree that are the favorites going
1: to 2020 with Garrett Cole now? I mean, it's possible. It depends on what everybody else does, but I got to say Garrett Cole, the Yankees, is very impressive. Despite how much it is, I think that's still a lot of money, Luke. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, Especially when you compare it to Strasburg's contract. But, yeah, no, Garrett Cole, definitely solid for sure. He's very good in the postseason. We saw this uh, last year. And Noah alluded to it as well. The rotation looks very strong. The bullpen is a dynamite. And the lineup is definitely, it's great, but it's not like, I don't think it's top tier. I think Noah might be hyping it up a little bit more than I am. I think there's a lot of holes. And Gary Sanchez, man, I don't know if I can call him a good bad anymore, dude. Sorry. Just taking shots nah. at you there. But
3: Garrett <laughs> Cole's
1: definitely a solid pitcher for sure. But the Yankees still have a lot of work to do before they a can be considered a favorite in my
2: book. I mean- he yeah. is the best pitcher in the, Gare Major right the now. Garrett Cole is the best. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't Very think so. I would Cole. still take Verlander any day of the week. So I, I wouldn't do. take well, Verlander I over would. Cole right now. Younger. But you look at the rotation right
0: now. We look at the rotation right now. Garrett Cole is the ace. James Paxton, who's got injury issues for sure, but still a solid pitcher. And the way he closed out the second half of last year, he kind of rekindled some of that magic. Mashair Tanaka, we all know, has uh, issues sometimes in the regular season, but the postseason, he's a lockdown pitcher. Luis Severino, if he's healthy, he'll be solid. J. Happ is a five-starter. Some concerns there, but not too bad as a five-starter. So looking pretty good on the rotation side of things. Nick, when you saw Garrett Cole to the Yankees, what was your initial reaction?
3: For, for a second, I was shocked. because I feel like a lot of us were, were picking him to go to uh, SoCal,
0: yeah, to L.A. that's where he's from. But,
3: uh, I mean, if you think about it and look at it, the Yanke- this is what the Yankees really did during the early 2000s, they'd signed the highest free, most expensive free agent. And it seemed like they were almost going away from that in the recent years. But I mean, it's, this is what the Yankees do. They they, they spend the money, they, they go over the luxury tax and, and they pay the price financially, but they, they win championships. And in this past decade, they didn't win a, win a World Series. They didn't go to the World Series. So I mean, they're they're, you can see that they want to go back. They're gonna go out and get the best pitcher on the market and probably one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Um, so I, I am not surprised now looking back on it. I think the money is, is what the Yankees are willing to dish out for, for a generational talent like Cole. Um, no matter what Robert says about him, I still think he's one of the best pitchers out there. Um, so I, I, I think he's a good deal for the Yankees if they, if they are planning on going all out for the rest of, the, for the rest of Cole's contract. Hey, I never but, said
1: Gary Cole's not a, one of the best out there. I just don't think he's the best. That's what I'm saying, especially in the American League. <laughs>
3: That's all I'm he's saying. Definitely I, he's definitely top three. He's definitely top three, yes. I will agree. In top three. In, is in, not, in no that, that top
2: three, I think you could even interchange with each other and say if that pitcher would go on the Yankees, it would make the Yankees that much better, just like Cole would. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Very possible. Yeah. Three straight there's not. There's not enough of a seasons. difference.
2: Yeah.
0: Talk about this pitching market, though. I mean, honestly, this pitching market has been crazy this year. After last year's kind of stalemate with the top three agents, this year it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. And another guy – who got signed um going a little bit older here madison bumgarner was just uh just made a deal five years 84 million with the diamondbacks robert man that's your team yeah your fa- one of your favorite pitchers to your favorite team mm-hmm. and uh he gets a he gets kind of a team friendly deal because apparently he loves the phoenix area he has a home there he and his wife are big fans of arizona so he takes a little bit less money to go to arizona and uh looks like he might be a good fit for the diamondbacks how did you see this happening um when you saw Bumgarner go to your to your to to the Snakes, man?
1: I think this is pretty wild. I did not expect this, honestly. They said there was a mystery team involved, and I know they said the Diamondbacks came in late, but apparently, like you said, Luke, Madison Bumgarner was all in to go to Phoenix area, and that really was a surprise to me, because Madison Bumgarner's been a Giant forever, and like I just don't see him being that rivalry. Not that Arizona and the Giants have a huge rivalry, but it's the NL West, and the same thing with the Dodgers. I couldn't see him going to the Dodgers because of that huge rivalry, but... I think Madison Bumgarner in Arizona makes sense when you think about it because Scottsdale, Arizona, is where the Giants complex for spring training is. It's actually like right by my grandpa's house, it's pretty ironic. But yeah, so literally I, I think it makes it makes a lot of sense because you wanna be in that comfort zone. I talk about all the time being a new player in a different new environment. You wanna be comfortable. And if you're comfortable, that's gonna make you feel a lot better faster. You're not gonna have like that drought first year struggle. Things like that. You might still have some struggles, but I think he's going to be very comfortable in Arizona because he knows the surroundings area. He knows what it's like. And I would say the reason for Arizona to get Madison Bumgarner, when you think about it, really, Madison Bumgarner is a left-handed pitcher that is controllable for now five years. Robbie Ray has one year left on his contract. Therefore, he is expandable. I could see them trading Robbie Ray right now Because of the market, you look at, like you just said, the pitching market is definitely taking a hit here. And putting Robbie Ray out there might be a very intriguing arm to a lot of teams because they love analytics. And Robbie Ray almost fits the profile slam dunk when it comes to analytics. So I could really see it being a great fit there. And I'll I'll get to uh, later on where Robbie Ray might fit in. But I would say definitely Madison Bummarner is a surprise to me. Old school. I love it. Man, I did not see this coming. I'm sorry, Luke. I honest to God did not see this coming.
0: Yeah, I, Robert, I did not see this coming at all either, man, but I, I do have some definite concerns about Madison Gardner, as I've kind of expressed in the last few weeks. I mean, he, he was bottom 10% in the major leagues in hard hit percentage, so the ball is getting hit hard against him, which worries me big time. Um, he's, he never used to be a home run prone pitcher, but the last three years, he's really kind of turned into uh, kind of a not a home run prone guy, but he's given up more of the fly ball aspect of things and that concerns me in chase field where the ball seems to fly a lot more um he's still got the strikeouts his strikeout rate actually went up this year and he still got the innings 207 innings last year which was the highest he had since 2016 so i don't think he's the same pitcher he was back in his heyday when he was postseason hero i think it's a solid signing just because of the money um, I know he was trying to get $100 million, which I think would have been an overpay for a guy like him, but Diamondbacks got a good deal out of this. And as much as I think Bum Gunner has flaws, I think Diamondbacks made a good deal. Five years concerns me a little bit with all the mileage he has in his arm. Even though he's just 30, he's pitched in a lot of innings. Um, but I think uh, you, it's hard to complain when the Diamondbacks got him for such a f- friendly deal.
1: I look at you it know, as like a discount yeah, go ahead. Zach Granke. Like you look at how much Zach Greinke nah. was. I mean, everyone, everyone nah. said their knocks nah. on him, dude. Everyone said that. all this their is... knocks on him, man. I'm telling Madison you, Bumbo doesn't was not throw Zach hard. Greinke was much closer to prime. Uh, he's he's eighth all time right now of active pitchers in ERA. Active pitchers, that's yeah, pretty that's impressive. Fine, but he's, he's like top he's top ten still. If you go to active stats, he's a top ten pitcher in the game. No, I'm
0: not. am not saying he's not. But you look at his body work the last yeah. few years. He's clearly but not. But Zach Greinke
2: had a lot of body work too when he went to the Diamondbacks. when you when you sign a guy. You, we want to pay for what you're going to get, not what he's already done. Madison Bumgarner's had an outstanding career, but it's very, very clear that he's on the downturn of his career, and and, and so, and I, I, agree with Luke exactly. This, this is the same thing about deal. Granky
1: though, man. Granky mm,
0: yeah, Granky they
2: did. Have
3: Granky can't signs. throw grass anymore.
1: Uh, I don't know, dude. This is like really faltered.
2: Move. Granke never had it. D- uh, his velocity
1: I, dropped big time. Everybody was super concerned.
2: Madison Bumgarner has a ton more innings than Zach Granke because Madison Bumgarner just pitched when he was a lot younger and he pitched a lot for the Giants, especially in those postseason runs. So, I, I mean, I agree with Luke. This is a team-friendly deal. But I still think that Madison Bumgarner is going to maybe put in one decent year and he's going to fall. I think he's falling the same train that Felix Hernandez went on and that Felix Hernandez's career kind of fell apart at 32-33. And I think that's where Madison Bumgarner's heading. Yeah, well, I think more than one year. I think he'll get two or three, but the Mm -hmm. back end of that deal might be. Yeah, and it's only fourteen a year because fifteen of it's deferred, so it's not the worst. Yeah, it's really not that bad. They could easily trade that. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's
3: hard
0: to complain that the Diamondbacks got this deal. Nick, anything on Bumgarner?
3: Uh, No, I just I just want to highlight the point you brought up about the home runs and going to Chase Field. That is a very home run friendly park, Um, and obviously Bumgarner has started to decline. This was a surprise deal, but uh, I think the just that kind of aspect of going to a more home run friendly park than uh, there he was at in the Bay Area um, is gonna is it, it might bring that to a one year kind of good year and then start to fall off right away. Um, so I it's a surprise deal, but uh, I think the I think it's gonna maybe work out for them for a little bit, but uh, not not for the full five years at all.
0: Yeah, Diamondbacks look like at wild card team right now, though they're looking pretty mm-hmm. solid. But um, I also, not if they'll beat the Dodgers. But
2: Yeah, and the last thing I'll add is when you're signing a free agent, generally you're not expecting every year to be you know, what, what you signed in year one. So I think they're, they know that year five he's not going to be the same Madison Bumgarner. That's if not unexpected. Him, That's not unexpected. Agreed. That's usually the case with every contract. Like, yeah. Do you think Machado and
0: Harper are going to be good in the seventh year of their no, contract? No. Probably not. You're paying for the upfront performance that you get. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on to the another big kahuna, but on the, off, the offensive side, Anthony Rendon, star third baseman, goes to the Los Angeles Angels for seven years, $245 million. Mike Trout has his partner in crime. I'm really excited to see how the Angels are going to shape up here. Uh, Robert, you, you're a big Anthony Rendon fan. You have been for a long time. He was your MVP choice even this year, even though he didn't end up winning it in the National League. Uh, Rendon to the Angels, how do you think he'll fit in L.A.?
1: I think he'll fit perfectly well because he's part of that timely hitting, something that the Angels have really worked on with their lineups now. I I really feel Anthony Renone is going to be really good here because they need that third base, they need that leadership. Not that they don't have it with Pujols and Trout, but it just adds another complimentary leadership player in the clubhouse. Great hitter, smart guy, and he just, I don't know, I don't really know what, I like, I it's so obvious that Rendon is just like one of those players in baseball you just love. Like, you just, he's just, everything about him is just so good. He's like that Freddie Freeman type of player that just sneaky, sneaky, really good. And like now he's known because of what he did this year. But like a couple years ago, people were still putting him in like the top eight, third baseman. No one was really putting him in top five because he kept getting hurt. And then he mm-hmm. put a full season uh, together, a completely a monster season, MVP like. And now everyone's talking about rundown and how he deserves a seven-year 245 because you're looking at projections when you make these contracts, right? That's, like, the big thing now. We're not looking at what he did in the past. We're looking at what he could do next. And that's yeah. why this is a smart mm-hmm. move for the Angels because they make that lineup so much better. Their lineup, I would argue, Noah, that I like the Angels lineup better than the Yankees lineup, personally. Hmm. I think that lineup is stacked.
3: You I can agree literally, with that.
1: You can go up-down with it a lot of ways, and people are sleeping on, like, even Justin Upton who had a bad year. He can still bounce back at 25 homers and do his Upton thing. But, no, I mean, it's it's a smart move, but at the end of the day, they still need a lot of pitching, and, and it's not enough to beat the Astros, even without Garrett Cole for the I, and
0: I, uh, I Rendon's mean, numbers are, are off the charts, man. I mean, his OPS mm-hmm. was over 1,000. Yeah. Yep. His on-base is over 400. His sling percentage reached almost 600. Those are off-the-charts numbers. Sorry, Noah. You can go ahead.
2: No, you're good. And his last three years have been pretty consistent. Last year, obviously, he stood out from the pack, but before that, he's been pretty consistent. I like this signing a lot. But, I mean, you compare the Yankees and the Angels lineup, I, I think they're about similar in terms of the production that they're going to provide. But the difference is, what's the Angels' rotation? I mean, yeah. Heaney, Bundy, Griffin Canning, a young guy. I don't need more. And Otani. And Otani, but he's not going to pitch more than 25 games in a year. Right. Uh, and that bullpen is still really iffy. I mean, you can have an offense all you want, but you've got to stop the other team from scoring. And So they got to work on that before I can consider them a contender.
0: They're mm-hmm. in on Ryu right now, and I just saw a uh, notification from Ken Rosenthal saying the minimum for Ryu is four years, eighty million. Hmm. So that's the minimum. So it would be interesting to see how the teams bid that that's, up. That's not so a terrible sure. deal. He, he's be he's not the, the last the Dodgers, the Dodgers. It's not a bad deal, but that's in. you got to remember that's, minimum. that's the minimum, and the price yeah. is going to go up because he's the last pitcher available. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like. Then it goes back down to Dallas Keiko. And do you really want Dallas Keiko right now? Not <laughs> no. really. Well, and the Angels,
2: I mean, their payroll right now is 150000 or a million. I mean, they could probably go Ooh, more That's than a lot. That. They yeah, could go more than that, a lot, though. though. They could go more than that. Well, the they Twins are sitting more.
0: at what, $105 million Yeah, now? But the Angels Romo? are in LA. LA is a bigger market. Yeah, they have a bigger market. That. I don't
2: know. I'm just saying the Twins are
0: positioned to sign him. I, we'll get to the Twins in a little Hopefully. bit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Save it. <laughs> We're going to move on to uh, Corey Kluber in a little bit, but Nick, I'd give you a chance to talk about Rundown as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you guys have pretty much said everything. It's a solid deal, and it's not the Angels. They 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 couldn't be done. Like we talked about, they still have a bunch of money. They're kind of in the opposite spot as the as the Yankees after making their big deal. They can still go out and sign a guy like Ryu, um, but Rendon adds the, an, another MVP candidate to that lineup with Trout. Uh, I think it is a very dangerous lineup, and I I do like the acquisition from being there for a long time. Uh, surprising to go to Texas, but. Uh, Solid, yeah. solid pickup for the Angels overall. A lot,
0: of, a lot of people thought that Rendon was going to Texas, but who ended up going to Texas instead? Former Cy Young winner Corey Kluber, Cleveland mm-hmm. Indians ace, who was hurt last year, um, gets traded to the Rangers for Delino De Shields, an outfielder, and then a uh, a prospect reliever, Emmanuel Clase, who throws a hundred and one mile an hour cutter. Apparently, one of the nastiest pitches scouts have seen, but still not, um, still not a huge top prospect yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it looks like he might be a pretty good lockdown closer in the future. Um, a lot of people were stunned by this one. Corey Kluber, like I said, a former Cy Young winner, but a lot of people thought that Indians didn't get enough for him. They are just off, off, uh, offloading some salary, um, essentially. Um, you look at his numbers in the last two years, um, or in last year, he was hurt, but he started off the year really rough, 5.8 ERA in 35 innings. But you look at the years before that. I mean, he won a Cy Young in 2017. Mm-hmm. 2018, he was top three in Cy Young and he's entering his age 34 season now. Um, so he's getting up there in age and there are some concerns if he can rekindle the Cy Young ma- magic. Nick Corey Kluber to the Rangers. Do you see concern on the Rangers side or do you think this was just kind of a steal for the, for Texas?
3: I mean, I think it's, it's a good move for the, for Texas. Uh, obviously we talked about the, his, his injuries last year and kind of the, how old he's getting and and the, the fear of, of, of regression, um, but I, I mean, the the Rangers are kind of putting together an interesting rotation, uh, a little older, but some some veteran guys that that might do something for them into the wild card spot. Um, but on the I think on the Indian side, this is also it's also a really good deal for them. I think there have been talks about Francisco Lindor being possibly being traded and all that, but I think this is an opportunity then for them to kind of save up some money for for a possible extension and re-signing him. Um, so I think it, it's a little bit of a win on both sides. Obviously, I think everyone thought the Indians could get more for a guy of, of Kluber's stature, but if you look, kind of look at what he's done last, what happened to him last year and kind of what what might be in the future for him, I think this I think it was a solid deal for both clubs. Hey, Corey Kluber, yeah, like you said, rough year last year. Um, he had
0: an injury to his non- throwing arm though. so there are mm-hmm. some uh, they're saying like, oh, he can come back. Um, I have concerns. He, had, he has a history of starting the year really rough, too. Um, in 2018, he had a really rough year start to the year, too. Um, so we'll see if he can, re, like I said, rekindle it. Robert, Corey Kluber to the Rangers. What are your thoughts on Kluber? Can, can he come back to his dominant form?
1: It's very possible. I actually don't like this trade for the uh, Indian side. I think that they could have got a lot more for Kluber. I know you guys are talking about salary, but I always look at the stature. Look at what they've done. Yes, he's 34. I get it. But at the end of the day, all they got was a guy who throws 100, which you can find most times in baseball now. And Delano DeShields was one of those outfielders everyone hated. And then he had a solid defensive (laughs) year last year, and now everyone's praising him. So I am so questioning the game of baseball every year. It seems like we're valuing power. (laughs) Now we like speed again. I am so confused with what baseball is trying to do for getting certain players and make it what it is, whether it's home runs. Now apparently we're trying to get speed and defense again. Like, I'm so confused what the market is when it comes to well, baseball. I mean, that's
3: that's Francona's mindset, that old school. <laughs> right.
1: But well, Delino DeShields can hardly hit a baseball. Like, he's not yeah. that good. I'm sorry, I don't, he's I not. I don't
3: think he's the He's a sack-bunt master. Yeah, I think a it was. A sack-bunt master. That's Adam Eaton. No, I,
2: I think. <laughs> Adam I think, Eaton. Robert, I think the Indians are saying, all right, we want they wanted the reliever, obviously, first. And then they're thinking, all right, well, we need another outfielder as depth or mm-hmm. someone to play out there. Let's get De Shields, But, Putting in this this in perspective, the Indians could have easily den, uh, just not picked up the option on Kluber, let him run as a free agent. But instead, they mm-hmm. picked him up and mm-hmm. tried to trade him. It was a salary dump. I think this is just really selling low. And, and if this is what the market was this off season, that's fine. If the Indians wanted to get rid of his salary this off season, that's fine. But I think if you hold on to him for half a year and then trade him at the deadline, and he rebuilds that value. I think you can get a lot more for Corey Kluber. So that's what confuses yeah, me is I know right. the Indians wanted to get rid of his salary, but if you just hold on to him for three months of the regular season, and he just he doesn't even have to be his old self. He can just be a high three ERA kind of guy, and he's going to get more than this. So that's what confused me about mm-hmm. this deal.
1: Well, and you look at last year with the Dodgers too, how much they were trying to get Corey Kluber prime out of the Indians' hands, and they were like, "Nah, we're not going to do it. And there was good names popping yeah. around, like Verdugo. Not Dustin May, but Verdugo. Even Lux yeah. was thrown around. I mean, these are big names that they should have just done it last year. And I know hindsight's 2020, 20, but look at what they got now. Like, yikes, dude. Yeah. I would they not be tri- impressed. Yeah, they're in no, you know, a great right.
2: spot. They, they definitely sold very, very low um, mm-hmm. for what was essentially a salary dump. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Stan. The
1: goal. Rangers'
0: rotation now has Kluber and our man Kyle Gibson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the good and rotation. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I I'm like, you know, I like, they have Jordan Lyles, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah they got, really a
2: good, they like got a good rotation going on there. Don't
3: sleep it's on consistent. Them. It's consistent. The Rangers
0: them. are really good with these, like, low-end signings, like Lancelin and Mike Miner, and then rebuilding them. And I think yeah. they can do that with Jordan Lyles and Kyle Gibson. And they gave well, up Kyle on
1: finally, too, which is Yeah, they really got rid weird. of Mazzara to the White yeah, Sox. They finally and if they can,
0: like, I don't, Kyle Gibson for 10 mil is probably too much, but I have faith in the Rangers. They have a good track record of rebuilding pitchers, so. Um, I kind of like this rotation. Rangers might make a run. Uh, That division is looking fun. Rangers, Angels, and Astros, and the Athletics all are going to compete. That's going to be a fun division. All right, uh, We're going to talk about how this affects the Twins here in just a little bit, but first we're going to throw it to our advertiser, Zach Hiring State Farm. Everyone knows you can save money on your auto insurance at State Farm, but do you know they can help build your credit? Give Zach Hiring State Farm in Moorhead, Minnesota, a call to help with all your insurance needs or questions. Zach and his team will ensure you are covered properly and will help you build your assets for a successful future. Zach Hiring State Farm is located just south of I-94 and east of 8th Street in Moorhead, Minnesota. Give them a call today at 218-236-8000. That's 218-236-8000. All right, we're back. Let's talk some Twins, guys. So the Twins really haven't made any moves, or they didn't make any moves in the winter meetings. And then just Monday, they made a a, a move to get Sergio Romo back for $5 million. Uh, He can get up to $10 million in incentives. Um, But it looks like the Twins are bringing back the old gang, the old Bomba squad. Most of their moves have been getting players they already had on 2019's roster. The only one that wasn't was getting Alex Avila as a backup catcher. Um, when you watch all these starting pitchers go off, the, uh, leave the market, you know, Corey Kluber trade to the Rangers, uh, St. Montgomery to Dimebacks, Garrett Cole to Yankees, Strasburg to the Nationals. I mean, these are guys the Twins weren't going to get anyway, but Twins haven't gotten that marquee starting pitcher they need. Is this going to, I mean, what is going on here? And the Twins need, we talked about all offseason, they need this marquee pitcher and they don't have it. And pretty much all that's left is Hunjin Ryu are going for a trade. What? What's the move here, and what's going on with the the twins right now, Noah?
2: It feels like, well, there are two things. Number one, it feels like the twins are stuck in the 2018 and 2017 offseason mindset, and let's wait, let's wait, see the, where the market, you know, lays out, and then let's snag them last minute. I mean, they did that a lot last year. I mean, they they snagged Cruz a little bit later, they snagged Lynn later a couple of years ago, a um, couple of those. Oh, and Marwin Gonzalez last year was a really late signing too. Um, but this offseason is different. Things are moving faster. I think the Twins are behind a little bit because they don't want to overspend, and they're just getting caught behind. But I think part of it, too, is that just no one wants to come to Minnesota. Zach Wheeler wasn't going mm-hmm. to sign in Minnesota. He wasn't even going to sign in Chicago for more money. Uh, Bumgarner said Arizona was his number one choice. He wasn't coming to Minnesota. You think Cole and Strasburg were coming to Minnesota? No way. I think that's part of it. I do think they're a little bit behind, and they could be st- – they could have stepped forward a little bit more to the plate, but I think their best chance at acquiring a, rele- or a starter at the caliber that they want is going to be v- via trade because I don't think the free agent market's going to come to them. I don't even think they're going to get Ryu, honestly. I think Ryu,
0: I mean, if they can get him. I, I We talked about this too, Noah. I yeah. don't mind the Twins do a little overpay. I don't mind it either. Mm-hmm. I think the American League is open. They have the offense, and we know that. They just signed Romo. I like the bullpen. But their rotation needs work, and they yeah. need to get a marquee pitcher. If they overpay for Rio for you know five, four or five years, I don't, I don't hate that deal, um, but they need to do something because their window is now. And for a team like Minnesota, that window doesn't stay open very long. Yes, uh-huh. they have the prospects. Who knows if they're going to pan out, and who knows how many of them are going to trade to keep this window open more? Yeah. Um, I think they got to go for it. But, and starting yeah. pitching, even in the trade market, is not not. It looks like the trade market isn't even that. Boisterous right now. I mean, yeah. like mm-hmm. you got David Price. We'll get to that. You got Robbie Ray at the Diamondbacks,
2: but those guys might not get moved. Yeah, and and one last thing is, I mean, you look at these teams who are consistently good: the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. They have the money to keep their major league roster going while their minor league roster, you know, develops. If the Twins miss on just a few prospects, a couple years could just be to the wayside. So that's that's. I think you're right on that with their window.
0: And the Twins payroll right now is sitting about one hundred five hundred ten million. Yeah, they I think last year's payroll was one hundred thirty. Correct me if I am wrong. Yeah, it was, it was close it was, to that. It was so one. They have the money to get Ryu mm-hmm. if they want to get Rio. They they can get back to last yeah, year's right. payroll. So I think the money's there. It's just the fact: does Ryu want to come to Minnesota? Does do the Twins want him enough? Yep. Uh, Nick, the Twins standing pat here at the winter meetings, essentially doing pretty
3: much nothing. What what do you think is their next move? I mean it is they need starting pitching and Rio, I mean it has to be real right now with mad bum out um it's almost a little concerning with uh Dodgers they were interested in bum Gardner, uh but now it looks like they might fall back on Rio which we talked about which might hurt their chances um and I like kind of I think like one of the worst parts is right now is their their talks with Josh Donaldson which uh I mean it'd be fun to have another home run hitting player on their team but they already have enough I think it's they just want to keep adding power and power and power, which is, I mean, it's fun. But if you, like we talked with the Angels, if you can't, can't shut a team out, can't shut an offense down, and their offense can only carry them so far. And we saw that in this past postseason. They, I mean, they're, like you guys said, they're running out of time. Their window won't stay open very long, especially with what the White Sox are doing right now. Um, Indians are kind of in a weird rebuilding mode. So it's right now they need, to, they need to make a move. And this Rio right now is their best starting pitcher on the market. Um, outside of a trade, which like you already mentioned, is kind of dry, so it's 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 right now is their time to get Ryu, and I ha- I think that has to be their option.
0: And if they get Donaldson, it looks like they move Sano first, and then maybe move Rosario, or move Sun- yeah, just move Sunoda first, and maybe move Rosario for a pitcher. Um, but that's just I feel like that's that's not the move I would make. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's a tough. They're one. gonna
2: they're gonna have to move some prospects for a pitcher. If they're gonna get one. Yeah, they're probably gonna have to.
0: Robert, chime in here, man. Twins, what what do you think on this?
1: Uh, I think the Twins are in a tough spot because Ryu, looking like going back to L.A., especially yeah. either it's the Dodgers or even newcoming Angels, very possible. They're both really in on him, and it's nice warm there. I mean, Minnesota's not a huge attraction for a lot of these big players. I'm sorry, but it's just – I don't know, dude. No one really likes to be cold, even though it's not that cold when it's, like, spring. But yeah, well, I, for, don't, for I don't I know, man. April and, yeah, and September, it's That's cold. what I'm saying. Sometimes, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hit and miss with Minnesota, right? You just never Wait, I know. I mean, if Florida you're going to – <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's
2: nice in the summertime, but in Cali, yeah, you, you, get you get got there. sun all you the time right there. New York, and you got, got, got the a big market. The... I mean,
1: yep. And then you got to pitch in the postseason too. If it happens, it's gonna be cold. It's not gonna be nice. It's yeah. gonna probably be a little mm. chilly. So yeah, I mean, I, realistically, I would hope the Twins get Ryu. And I'm like, I'm not a huge Twins fan, as you guys know. I'm more of a White Sox fan, but I would I would say Ryu is definitely the play if it doesn't happen. Maybe get Keichel at a discount. If you overpaid for Keichel, then you screwed up. You, you really waited too long. Yeah, that's that's not just the what for. Yeah, I mean, you worse. could have gotten
2: Hamels at the beginning of the offseason, but we won't yeah, go there. Yeah, exactly. But just cool. set up for Keichel. Play. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I could I'm it. still upset about that
0: one. He wanted to go to a winning ball club. The Twins clearly are winning ball club, and they didn't get him. That's yeah, going to be a move I think hurts. we'll look back and say they yeah. swung a miss on. All right, got to move on. Um, I thought it would be fun. Now, a lot of the free agents are off the board except for just a few – um, usually this is when the teams turn to the trading route. We talk, We see the Twins talking about trading right now. Um, so I thought it'd be fun if we all just threw out kind of an interesting or fun trade we'd like to see that makes sense for both sides. So all of us just kind of came up with a fun trade we thought would be cool. Um, I'll go first, guys. So we just talked about the Twins. Um, we talked about how the trade market is slim, but one guy who's on the market is David Price, uh, former Cy Young winner. Just an amazing pitcher. Obviously, he's on the decline, but I think he still makes a lot of sense for the Twins. Here's my proposed trade. So the Red Sox are right next to luxury tax. So they're trying to offload salary. So the Twins would take on most of Price's contract. They'd get $10 million in cash from the Red Sox just to get some uh, cash in the deal. And then they trade Nick Gordon and Wander Javier, two infield prospects, to the Red Sox, who we all know uh, have a very depleted farm system and are in need of some infield prospects. Nick Gordon could probably play second base this year, um, and that's what the position uh, the Red Sox need. So I think this trade could work out for both sides. Um, probably won't happen, but it's a fun one to talk about. Anyone want to yell at me for that one?
1: Yeah, so would Chavis then go to first base?
0: Yeah, that's what I would probably presume. Okay. I mean, Nick Gordon probably won't. is not very good, so he doesn't even need to start second base. But they need infield prospects. Mm-hmm. Wander Javier is a very enticing guy. He's in the
2: low minors yeah. right now. So. Very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that could be a solid deal. I, th- I and think the it's Twins a solid get deal. the pitcher they need. Yeah, and they they take on the salary, so pretty much out. except for ten million in cash. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: All I right. think at this point it'd probably be the best one if they don't yeah. get Ryu. Honestly,
2: well, Robert's got one that might work out, but we'll get to him in a little bit. No, <laughs> what's your fun deal? Um, so I think the Cubs are definitely going to be looking to deal Chris Bryant. We talked about that with uh, Tommy Birch in that podcast about Chris Bryant moving on. And I think the Braves are looking the market for a third baseman. They lost Donaldson, uh, and they need someone. I think they're going to take on Chris Bryant for a couple years. They're going to have to give up a top prospect. I have that as Kyle Wright because the Cubs have no pitching prospects. Ian Anderson could be one of those people. I think they're going to also give up a lower top 30 prospect uh, right around uh, number 20 maybe and then uh, about $5 million in cash to offset some of the salary that Chris Bryant would bring over in arbitration. I think the Cubs just really are looking to deal Chris Bryant, but they need to to get more pitching prospects into their system, uh, just prospects in general, and I think the Braves would be willing to deal this. I think this might be selling a little bit low if you're the Cubs for Bryant, so I think they could get a little bit more, but this is something that could work out. And Robert, your trade, your fun
0: trade.
1: All right, move over number 20, Luis Gonzalez. Another 20 coming over to Arizona. Rosario, number 20 of the Minnesota (laughs) Twins. Eddie Rosario. Going from the Minnesota Twins to the Arizona Dimebacks for, yes, Robbie Ray. The Dimebacks did just get Madison Bumgarner. Straight Straight up, up, no prospects. Straight up, one year. Arizona's (laughs) in dire need of an outfielder. I know everyone's disagreeing. They're saying, ah, Rosario's not quite that great. But I tell you what, they said similar things about Eduardo Escobar. And look at what he's done in Arizona. I think it's a great fit. I'm all for it. I'm a huge fan of Rosario. You get Bumgarner, and Rosario, and now you're starting to make a Paul team. I'm all over I it. I think the, get the,
3: the Eddies twins back together. to get more back. Get what? Yeah, I think the Twins would get more back. Yeah, really? I don't
1: know. I don't know, dude. I'm not sure about that.
2: I mean, I think if the Twins get more back, it'd be a lower level prospect. I think that's yeah. that's pretty fair, straight up. I mean, rosario it'd be like got, what, two, of two years, years left I mean, to control?
1: It will be a known name. It won't be a known name. I don't think it'll be someone you'll know.
2: No, I, I think if you give up Rosario I think Rosario for race straight up makes sense. I think honestly the twins might give up a little bit more. Oh.
3: We'll see. That could actually happen. Nick, your trade. Yeah, I have uh, Starling Marte going to the New York Mets for uh for uh, a little a few prospects. Uh the Mets have a catching prospect in Alvarez, where I think the Pirates are in desperate need for. Uh, left handed pitching David Mar- David Peterson, my bad. And then a little outfield prospect who a lot of people have actually been comparing to a future Jermaine Dye and Freddie Valdez. Mm. I think with uh, the with, uh, Pirates kind of that in, in that constant rebuild mode right now with uh, hiring Derek Shelton, who's been on some very low payroll payroll teams, so this wouldn't be anything new for him. But I think getting some prospects, getting him to start over with a new team. Starlin Marte has talked about leaving uh, New York Mets, need a, need a center fielder they've had for a little while. Um, I think you pair him up Marte up with uh, Nemo and um, Conforto I think it'd be a solid deal for both clubs Marte is an all-star he's uh he's fast he hits home runs uh he's an exciting player to watch and especially in a organization um in New York I think that'd be a a, a huge pickup for them uh the kind of, New York Mets aren't always in a weird spot this past season we saw that with what no one knew what they were doing um so I think Marte they seem like they want to win now so I think Marte is a win now player for them and uh, it wouldn't be the worst worst give up for them, but I think they'd have to give up a little bit for Marte.
1: I uh, heard the Diamondbacks are linked to Starling Marte right now too, as well.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, got the a... prospects
1: now. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like teams that yeah. have a lot of prospects could really pry yeah. Starling Marte from the Pirates
2: because he's affordable yep. and he's got an op- a team option yep. for 2021. So yep.
0: so Cespedes is never playing again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised. You no, know, he'll not. he'll play Cespedes. I don't know. I think he'll play if he's, if well, he's if helping. Well, if they get
0: Marte, he's got nowhere to play. He's
1: going to be pretty old.
2: Yeah, pretty out, but
1: yeah. Old. he's
0: had injuries. He's been old. I don't Maybe know. he'll play first base. Or, I don't know. They can't because <laughs> they have when he's, when he's yeah, old. When he's set on the first base, field, he's yeah, played tickle. well. Pinch hitter. Oh, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who yeah, are yeah. they going to take out of the lineup? <laughs> Nimmo and Conforto
2: Well, are I'm, good. I'm saying Cespedes, I think, still has a year or two in him. I'm saying where's he going to play if they get Marte? Yeah, I know. to send him to,
3: send him to Minnesota. But you, but you
2: guys are acting like he's not going to produce if he's on the I field. don't know, dude. Well, I, he'll get traded. I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, if he's, he I think if he's not on the just field, have he, he game time anymore.
1: I got to see him in spring training, what he looks like, and then see, yeah. okay, maybe there's something left in the tank. You know, like yeah. just like he's body-wise, not his stats, but like body, stature, everything, does he look good? Stuff
3: like that, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. All right, we got to wrap things up here. We'll wrap things up with the name game. So my name game was Sandy Claus. Um, the whole panel said No. The whole panel is right. Santa yeah. Claus is not Let's a go, brand. baby. Well done, I'm all I had to be on brand with the holidays, so I tried <laughs> to throw gimme. something in there.
1: Give me the freebie. Sorry,
0: beat. guys. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, just a reminder, we're on all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Rate, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Send your questions to be featured on a future show. The Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. that's our email, again that's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. to get all our off-season content, go to Facebook like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at StitchesPod, that's at StitchesPod alright, we'll talk to you guys next week it's Christmas week, so we're going to have a Clubhouse chatter episode for you, something a little uh, less intense, since I don't think a lot of deals are going to happen this week um, but if something does happen, we'll probably discuss it as well so make sure you're on the lookout for that thanks for tuning in today, take care everybody